Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses the 80th Psalms verses 14 through 19 as the background scripture for part one of the message, Revive. The series is called Conception. We've done a message called Breathe. Renew, part one and two. It's renew and then renew, reloaded. And now today, Revive. Uh, before I go into the introduction of our message, I just want to highlight a few things out of Psalm 80. I love the 80th division of Psalm. Um, I was thinking about going to uh, the top of the Psalm, uh, but I'm not going to do that. I need to stick with it. I prophesize of uh, some great things, but I need to stick with what I believe God is saying to us today. And I want you all to pray with me because as I grow in the, in the Lord, I need to become more acute and precise in what I need to say. I'm a revelatory preacher and I can get deep in the revelation, but I want to be simple and I want to make, remain in a place where people can understand what I'm saying and not get lost in the moment. Because I can go out in the deep, y'all understand? I love the deep waters, but I want to make sure that we all are able to plunge and dive together. I like Psalm 80 verse 14 and there are several things that you need to see. Look at that word return to us. Now, why would we ask God uh, to return? It implies almighty has lifted. Or maybe the almighty has, has, has taken up his glory. We all want the glory of the Lord to rest among us and it is called in the Greek the kabod, the kabod, the weight of God. Paul says our light afflictions in the book of Corinthians, uh, but for a moment, only, uh, it's only for a moment. Uh, uh, it, it can't compare to the, the, the glory or the weight of God that will come upon us after the affliction. The glory or the weight of God is called the kabod. It should be heavy on you. Sometimes the heaviness is not sadness. It is the glory resting upon you. And you got to learn how to carry the glory because it is weighty. If you're in your flesh, you'll say, I'm just tired. But sometimes God wants you to rest because he's, he's putting his glory on you. He wants you to lay down sometimes while meditating on the word day and night. And while you're sleeping, he'll renew you. He'll do what, un, what only he can do in your life. And learn how to just trust the Lord there. Return to us. It implies that the Lord is lifted or maybe the glory lifted off of his people. Then he says, look down from heaven and see. So uh, the psalmist is saying, we know that you're elevated, but we need you to focus on us for a while. Then he says, watch over us. In other words, let your eye rest upon this vine, the vine that you planted with your right hand. The right hand of God represents the strength of God. So with the strength of God, he planted this vine in fertile soil. 
Then it says, the son you have raised up for your glory. Let your right hand, uh, that uh, the root of your right hand has planted the son you have raised up for yourself. Here we see not only a reference to David, but a prophetic announcement of the son of man, which is Jesus Christ to come. And this is what I love about David, prophet, priest, and king. He was not just king. But at times, God would allow him to prophesy future things to come. Let your right hand the, uh, watch over us or watch over this vine. The root you, your right hand has planted, the sun. So you're not only going to look at the nation, but you're going to look at the sun you have raised up for yourself. A direct reference to the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. Then in verse 16, your vine is cut down. That means there has been a severe attack on the, on the vine or the people of God. It is cut down. It is even burned with fire. And there are times even when we walk with God where there's a sense uh, that, that uh, we're not growing or we're, we, we've been cut down. Maybe um, our heart has been penetrated or hurt so deep we feel like we've been marginalized. We've been isolated. Everything about us has just been cut. Glory to God. Sometimes our finances cut in half. Sometimes our aspirations are cut. Sometimes our dreams are cut. We're disappointed like that. And when it happens, you can't just praise your way over it. You've got to learn how to deal with it. And you have to learn how to call on the name of the Lord. Look what David says when he feels cut down. Your vine is cut down. It is burned. But I'm asking you to return unto us, O oh God. Look down, penetrate us with your eyes. We need divine penetration. We need you to watch over this vine. The root your right hand has planted, the sun you've raised up for yourself. Your vine is cut down. It is burned with fire. It is okay to release these things to the Lord when you, Lord, this is my condition. Don't just say, I'm all right. Everything is, no, talk to God about your depression. I feel burnt down. I feel marginalized. And if you release it unto the Lord, you won't carry it as much. Cast your cares on him for he cares for us. Let your hand rest. I like that. I like verse 16. Your vine is cut down. It is burned with fire at your rebuke. Your people perish. Now it looks like God had to chasten his people. Maybe for their attitude or even their sin. He rebuked his people. And there are times when he does rebuke. And when he rebukes us, it's like fire. Not a shut up in our bones, but we're like, like fire is burning us up. Glory to God. Or our circumstance becomes so hot we can't bear it. Thank you, Lord. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand. Look at this again. Another reference to the Lord Jesus. The same reference is in the book of Proverbs. Let your right hand rest upon the man or let your hand rest upon the a man at your right hand. The son of man who you raised up for yourself. Look at this. Your right hand. Let your right hand rest on the man at your right at your right hand. The son of man you have raised up for yourself. Here another reference to the Lord Jesus Christ who's called the son of man. Glory to God. Ezekiel is, oh, son of man, can these bones live? Glory to God. And when you got a prophetic anointing, God doesn't just call you the man or the woman of God. He knows you're a woman. He knows that you're hurt. He knows you're a man and you need to be built up. And he's able to minister to that acute need. Glory to God. Let your hand rest not just upon the anointing, but on the man at your right hand, the son of man you've raised up for yourself. Prophesying that Jesus would be both God 
and man. And then we will not turn away from you. If you raise us up this time, we won't turn away. When you turn the captivity of Zion, it will be like if, if our trials, like we were dreaming in our trials. Because when you turn it around, hallelujah, the restoration is so beautiful, we want to dance in your presence. Look at verse 18. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us. Everybody say revive us. It says revive us and we will call on your name. After this revival, you're going to call on his name like never before. There's going to become such a fervor of needing to be in the presence of God like never before that we will never want to backslide again. This revival is going to restore all things. I decree and declare that we've stepped into a season of restoration. Glory to God. We're in a season of restoration all around the world. If God is going to save souls, hallelujah, he can't bring them into a sick church. He's going to heal the church. He's going to deliver the church. He's going to set the church free. He's going to breathe into the church. He's going to renew the church. And he will revive us again. Thank you, God. He's going to revive us to worship him in spirit and truth and revive us into another level of praise and revive us that we can start feeling like we belong and revive us until we get connected. Glory to God. And we're going to stay connected. We're going to stay connected. We're going to stay connected. We ain't going to back up no more. We're going to stay connected when God hooks us up this time because I know what it feels like to be disconnected. But when he revives us this time we're gonna stay connected touch your neighbor and say stay connected and then when you stay connected you'll grow and when you grow you can serve in the house of the lord glory to god then we will not turn away from you revive us and we will call on your name we will praise i like verse 19 restore us make your face shine and we will be saved Here's the sequence, a series of ours. Number one, return. Now, we're not returning. We're asking God to return. And God only returns to a proper climate. God returns to a proper atmosphere. Glory to God. You need Mary, you need Martha, and you need Lazarus. In the house, if you want God to visit the house. Listen to me very carefully. And Jesus went to Bethany to rest. If you want God to return and rest, you need three distinct personalities or three distinct things within the atmosphere to cause him to rest. Number one, you need a Lazarus. That's something that draws in his power because there's a little sickness. It invites God in. God don't just come to healthy environments because he's God. God comes to places where people are sick. And if you're sick, you can call on the name of the Lord. If you got your wisdom too pulled out, you can call on the name of the Lord. If you lost your mama, you can call on the name of the Lord. If you don't feel good in your heart, glory to God. If you don't know what's going on, we can call on the name of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you our God is going to answer us. He's going to heal us. He's going to deliver us, glory to God. Lazarus is sick and it drew Jesus to Bethany. Revive us, glory to God. And we have to admit that Lazarus is sick. 
Stop playing with it. You hear him in the room coughing? You hear him in the room coughing? You know what's in your house that's not right. You know what doesn't visit the table. You know the personalities that's pushing back. Not just the church house, in your own house. We know, we know we need Jesus to visit. And so it's okay that Lazarus is sick. Because when Lazarus is sick, he's coming to rescue. But you got to acknowledge it. Stop hiding Lazarus. Stop telling them to be quiet because you're going to mess me up with my Lord. No, let him cough. Thank you, Lord. Second person you need in the house is Mary. That's a person who wants to dine from the table. We need to be hungry for the word of God. Where's the hunger for the word of God? If you don't like anything else about this church, you need to get under the word. You get under the word, there's some things the devil just can't tell you. You got to stay under the word. You stay under the word, there's a fire hydrant coming out of this voice, and it will wash away that stuff that's in your mind. Amen. I know you like the slow drizzle. That's the rain. But some of us need a fire hydrant (laughs) blowing us to flush out something. And I'm a fire hydrant preacher. (laughs) I open up all guns. I'm blowing everything out. Amen. You know who I am. You know I open it all up. I got a big fire truck out there, and there's a fire in here, maybe a little fire, but I open all of it up. I don't sprinkle water on it. Wash everything out. Glory. You need to feel like that about the word. Open yourself up for the fire hydrant of God's word. Let him fill you up with the word of God. That's what Mary represents. And if you've got a hunger for the word, you're going to invite the habitation of God. It's not just a hunger for the worship. You've got to want the word because it is the word that makes you acute to perfect worship. You don't know who you worship. That's what Jesus told the woman at the well. You don't know who you praise it. But the hour cometh and now is where true worshipers will worship him in spirit and what? Okay, you, don't, you can't just have spirit. You have to know truth to really worship. You got to have word. And then the third entity is Martha. Don't mess with Martha because she's always cleaning. Amen. You need all three. She's always cleaning. She cleans sometimes when she should be listening to the word, but don't mess with her. Because sometimes she cleans because she don't feel clean. Here's another need that invites the presence of the Lord. It's always got a broom. Because as it goes with her broom, so does it go with her life. Always trying to sweep up. There's a longing there. Maybe she didn't have a child. Martha cleans because she's hurt. And don't feel productive. Don't mess with her because it invites the presence of the Lord. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I got a word for you. It's called revive. Thank you, Lord. The second word is rebuke. God does the rebuking. Sometimes he allows leaders to do it, but you need to let the Holy Spirit rebuke you when you're wrong. Let him rebuke you. Let him tell you your attitude is off or your thinking is off. He will do it if you open up your mind to it. 
It's right there in the text. You can look at it. Return to us, O Lord. Then in verse 16, let your vine, your vine is cut down. It is burned uh, with fire at your rebuke, your people perish. And God does rebuke us, especially when we're wayward and we're not doing what he called us to do. But I like the third R, which is rest. Let your hand rest. Let your hand rest. What the psalmist is saying, I don't want you to come and just touch me, but I want you to lay your hand on me. And then let it rest on me. Abide with me for a while. Let your strength rest on me. Let vitality rest on me. Let life rest in me. Sabbath with me. Here's the next one. Revive us. Thank you, Lord. I like revive us in verse 18. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us. And we will call on your name. Again, revitalize us. Give us zest and zeal and vitality. I like verse 19. Here's the next R. Restore us. It looks like revival doesn't come until there's a rebuke. And the hand of God is resting upon you, not just to fix you, but to give you strength. Then here comes revival. Here comes restoration. I love this, almighty God. And then make your face shine. Look at this. I want to have a rapport with you. I want to say the word favor, but I'm sticking with the R here. A rapport or a relationship with you, which equates to favor. Let your face shine upon me in business. Let your face shine upon me in social prosperity. Let your face shine upon me in my ministry. Let your face shine upon me in the duties that I would have. Favor and rapport where people aren't turned off with me. They don't forget me. I need you to cause your face to shine. Thank you, God. Because every leader goes through a forgotten stage. It happened for Joseph and it will happen for every leader. But it's all in God's plan. Joseph interpreted dreams of the baker and the butler accurately. And he said, please don't forget me. Guess what they did? As soon as they got delivered, they didn't come back to say thank you. He's still left in the dungeons, but you got to deal with it properly. God will bless you. Can the church say amen? amen? Since we are created in the image of God, we're given a free will from which we can choose to go right or left, up or down, in or out, it's up to us. You can choose whichever way you want to go. But at the same time, we cannot choose the consequences for our actions or our decisions. So you're free, you're free to choose whatever you do, but whatever we choose to do will come with a sequence of, 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 of consequences as a result of what we do. So you need to really be careful about your choices. Right now in America, we have freedom of speech. So you can say whatever you want to say. You can rebuke China. You can talk about America. You can do whatever. But there are consequences when you say whatever you want to say. You can take any action you want. You can pick it. Jane Fonda tried to pick it, but they put, took her to jail. So if you, if you, you can do it, but you can get taken to jail now. And don't cry about the consequences if you want to do it. Y'all understand? You have a whole lot of freedoms. 
Make sure you make the right choices. Decisions are like buttons of, uh, on an elevator. You, they will take you up or down. If you're on the sixth floor, push the button. You want to go to the seventh floor, you'll go up. Push the button, you can go down. But it's your choice. So make sure you make the right, the right decisions. Amen? Because the consequences you have no power over. Glory to God. I like uh, Psalm 119 in verse 25. The word is revive. I want you to think about it. This stirs up a strong feeling, uh, stirs up strong feelings of desire for me when I read Psalm 119 and verse 25 in the New American Standard Version. It says, my soul cleaves to dust. Look at my condition. Everything around me is just a dust storm. Always fanning the dust away. Always confused, can't see straight. Always feeling some kind of way. <laughs> Stirs up some strong passion for me. My soul cleaves to the dust, but revive me according to your word. Which simply means he's saying if the word can be revived, if I can be revived according to your word, somehow or another it clears up the dust storms in my life. So the problem is not what I see, it's where is the word, is the word resident within me? It has a way of clearing my vision and my atmosphere and my oxygen levels and my ability to breathe or to be renewed. Revive me, Lord, according to your word. Thank you, God. In other versions, it says like this, quicken me. Quicken me. That's King James. Another version. Give me life. For you hath he renewed. For you hath he revived. For you hath he quickened. Ephesians chapter 2. Who were dead in your trespasses and in your sins. To you has he given life. To you has he breathed inside of. But revive. brings about a beautiful a beautiful bouquet of pictures a beautiful picture of what God is trying to do write it down number one God wants to fatten me through my trials I haven't eaten from the word and I'm I'm so thin that I I'm so weak that I can't stand this next storm he needs to revive me because this next season may have a windstorm in it that will blow me away until, unless he fattens me, glory to God, unless, he, unless I delight myself in fatness. It's what it says in the book of Isaiah chapter 55. Ho, oh, everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters. You don't need money. Come by and eat without money, without price. Why do you spend your money for that? Why do you go to games and to movies and go out and you know you're still thin on the inside, so thin you can't even stand up? Hearken diligently unto me and eat that which is good and let your soul delight itself. Go to verse 2. In fatness. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated, 
Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2524. That's reference number 2524. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I'd like for you to write me a letter or email me uh, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.